afternoon, Wednesday podcast time. Big hello to all those students at Xavier College, especially to Lucas. You sent a bit of a shout out at the Aspects page, mate. I'm glad you enjoyed the retreat on Monday up in Harvey Bay, land of the whales. Uh, didn't see any whales, but I'm assuming they're around. I looked into the water. I was waiting. I was, but apparently you get on a boat. Anyway, uh, had a great time up in Harvey Bay. And uh, if you are joining in and wondering, as where are you visiting next? Are you coming to my school? Well, I will be in Brisbane, North Brisbane, Warwick and Stanthorpe, Regional Queensland next week. I cannot wait to hang out. Uh, this year is starting to get really cool, starting to really recover in the schools. And uh, I'm excited about the future, which is so different to a lot of us. Um, I'm actually really excited about what's happening. I'm excited about where things are heading. And um, my excitement doesn't come with sort of like a sort of naivety. I actually want to talk about something today that has come up to um, in conversation a few times of late. Um, this conversation is about healthy fear, okay? Healthy fear and unhealthy fear. So strap in. This is where we're going to go with this today because in recent times, there's been a lot of unhealthy fear everywhere. Um, everyone's talking about all sorts of things. If you go online, you cannot escape it. You can't even escape a COVID conversation in a cafe or at a friend's place. Your parents probably talking about it with each other. The conspiracy theories that are out there in regards to, is it the end of the world? Was this made in a lab? Was this because of some bat soup? Was this from China? Was this from America? Is it even real? Is this some kind of government plot? Is this to collapse economies? Is it all about a vaccine? Should we not take the vaccine? Is this, you know, some kind of big conspiracy? And so what happens is we have all this really crazy fear that gets thrown on us and we can't sleep and we can't rest and we feel like what's happening next and how do we approach that? And a lot of you guys, even in schools of late, have been asking how do you deal with it as? Like what do you think as? Um, and I have my opinions on a whole bunch of stuff. We don't have time to talk about every little detail of what's going on in the world, but I do want to bring you back to something that I think is so incredibly important, and that is having a positive fear for the right things. Because when you're fearful for the right things, then you can sleep at night, you can have peace about things, and you can just kind of go on with your day. And that's sort of how I'm trying to approach things. Even last night, hung out with some friends, uh, got caught up in these same conversations. We're all having them, right? Like, we're all having these conversations. Got caught up on all these conversations about um, fact-checking things on social media and people posting stuff that's just made up, what is truth, um, you know, all this sort of stuff. But I want to come back to some really famous words from a prophet named Isaiah. We talked about him in previous podcasts. He was a guy that heard from God and he also prophesied. And what that means is he would have visions or see things in the future. I know, what a cool sort of gift to have. You could see that and he would speak them out and he had such authority in this space. People would listen to him and this... Uh, book in the Bible. We all talk we all talk about the Bible. Yep, I know, but you can learn so much from it and it's really fascinating stuff. If you want to, you know, go go into a place of how does that happen? That's crazy weird. There's so many things in the Bible like that. This book of Isaiah, if you ever open it, is about this man Isaiah and this prophet and he brings all these words um, and he prophesies. He talks to the people 700 years prior to Jesus about Jesus in full detail. Full detail. This, this stuff was written 700 years before Jesus was even around, all right? So historically, you can't deny that. So you've got to come to terms with, 
how does this stuff happen, all right? And so what he also does, though, he brings things back to what's really important quite often. Uh, In uh, chapter 9, or chapter 8 to start with, uh, if you go a little bit before where I'm going to read from, you actually, there's a heading of the coming Assyrian invasion. There's talks of war, uh, destruction, loss, all sorts of stuff. And so, you know, there's all of this panic going on. And then this is what I want to talk about today. And I actually think we can take these words of wisdom and apply them to our lives now because this is how I draw my peace in a time like 2020. Like I genuinely take these words on board and apply them to my life right now. And I want you to as well, if you are feeling that you need to figure out how to process so much information, disinformation, fake news, uh, conspiracies, all sorts of stuff, all right? So this is what it says in chapter 8. You can find this on your Version Bible app if you're on your mobile phone. Uh, verse 11, it says this, A call to trust the Lord. Before anything, I'm just going to put it out there. Um, I've mentioned this like time and time again throughout this podcast. Having a faith in Jesus gives you an underlying peace that you cannot explain to people. All right, It's just one of those things. When you have it, you can't deny it. When you don't have it, you want to argue it, right? But when you have this peace, it's just, it's just there. It's an underlying thing in your spirit and your soul. And you can breathe easy, you can go to sleep well, and you can take on each day as they come. Even when things go wrong, you still have this underlying peace. Uh, later on in Scripture, like so let's just fast forward 700 years, when you hear all these things that, that God can actually give you a peace that surpasses your understanding. And it's exactly what that is, right? Um, but here's what goes on, okay? In verse 11, it says, this the Lord has said to me in the strongest of terms so this is the guy hearing from God this creator of the universe that wants to speak and talk Uh, it says do not think like everyone else do not be afraid that some plans conceived behind closed doors will be the end of you do not fear anything except God he alone is the holy one if you fear him you need fear nothing else he will keep you safe Straight to the point. Fear nothing. Fear nothing. And even this passage, this little statement, I'm like, oh my gosh, this just feels like right now. It's like this idea of people behind closed doors in high places planning things to destroy us. You know, it says, don't be afraid of that. Don't be, it's not going to be the end of you. Don't fear anything except God. He alone is the Holy One. If you fear Him, you need fear nothing else. And when I read that, it's very easy to say, like, but you're still saying be fearful as. Like, didn't you say you feel at peace? You know what? There's some really good things you can be fearful of, all right? When I say positive good fear, good fear is when you identify something in the room that you shouldn't go near or it's going to burn you. For instance, when you're a kid, you should be fearful of the hot stove that mum says don't touch because if you touch it, you burn your hand, right? So that's actually a good fear. Like, no, I shouldn't put my hand near that. It's going to burn me. Uh, Another sort of good fear, I was thinking about this the other day. I took my nephew uh, with my wife and family. We went up north of Cairns not that long ago, went to a crocodile farm. He loved the crocodiles. Like he was just, they were the best. Like these giant beasts jumping out of the water, eating these dead carcasses of animals and like when you're on a little boat and you've got sort of these bars in front of you you feel kind of safe but it's interesting like how the guy that's driving the boat says hey uh, don't get off the boat don't jump in the water now he's not saying it because he doesn't want you to have a good time he's like you understand that those things in the water are so much greater and stronger and bigger and have sharper teeth and you will lose if you go up against the power and the might of the crocodile. Like, that's a really positive fear, a good fear, 
A good fear is a disciplining fear of a good dad. Like, I know growing up, I used to get in all sorts of trouble with my mum. All she had to say for me to sort of go, oh my gosh, this is getting real, is saying, you wait till your father gets home. That was, that was I mean, that statement right there, because I knew when dad got home, I was going to my room, and I'd have to wait there till he came in, and then Mr. Spoon was coming out. We had this like wooden <laughs> back scratcher timber stick thing, and it would be whooped on my butt if I was doing the wrong thing. And I know that's not normal these days, but what it did to me as a kid was like, yeah, I don't want Mr. Spoon. In fact, I think I'm not broken Mr. Spoon and thrown over the fence. It was either me or my brother. We definitely got rid of Mr. Spoon. But the point is that those moments were good fear moments. Those moments actually helped develop me throughout life. And when it comes to being fearful of God, it's not a fear like you're scared of God that he's going to smite you because when you are a good friend of God, and that's what Jesus says. He says later on, if you read in the Bible, when Jesus is here and he, he claims to be God, he says, um, I don't just call you like servants or, or sort of you know, people that are in my, I call you friends. So there's this idea when you're a friend of someone who's powerful, you have a positive fear. Like, you know, if, if um, I don't know, the Prime Minister Scomo came to your house for dinner, you would be both like stoked that he's come for dinner, but at the same time, you'd be a little bit fearful because he's got a lot of power, right? <laughs> You're on your best behavior. You know, your parents would be like, don't misbehave, right? He's going to be here and you've got to behave yourself. So there's this sort of real healthy fear. And that's what it's talking about in this scripture. Hey, before anything else, have a healthy fear of God, knowing that God is so powerful that in the scriptures it says that he spoke us into being, he actually spoke and things came about, that he holds the entire universe in his hand. God is so big that he is so powerful that there should be this almost reverence and awe, like, oh my gosh, you're so big. And that's why I'm fearful of you. I'm not fearful of you for any other reason. I just know that you are in control. And so that's how I approach these sort of situations. If you're feeling fearful, can I tell you, put your trust back in God, just like Isaiah says. Uh, he kind of just points it out. He's like, hey, guys, just so you know, if you put your, your faith in God and you actually just have this really positive fear of God, then it will give you a peace because you know that God's on your side. He is your friend when you come in relationship with him, when you start to say, God, I want to follow you, man, that's a really positive thing because now you've got the creator of the universe on your side and you've got nothing to fear. Um, so many times people come in to contact with these powerful moments when it comes to God or Jesus throughout scriptures. Only last week we talked about the fishermen that came into contact with Jesus for the very first time. They didn't know who this guy was, but there was something about him. He tells them to go fishing. They throw their nets out after not catching anything the night before. All of a sudden, they're hauling in the biggest load of fish they've ever done. The boat is sinking. They're overwhelmed by this guy, Jesus. And the first thing that comes out of one of the guy's mouths is like, get away from me. I'm not worthy because he knows there's power on this guy's life. We also see it um, earlier on in passages of scripture. You know how like people go, what does it mean to follow God? And we think about the Ten Commandments. Thou shalt not kill, thou shalt not lie. Well, the story of that is found in this book called Exodus. Um, it's actually, this is really interesting, Exodus 2020, great 2020 vision for you, is actually where you'll find the passage where all the people start to freak out about these rules because up until this point, before the Ten Commandments were given, the people didn't have really any clear-cut way to live their life and they were demanding, we want rules, give us rules. And this guy Moses goes up a hill and hears from God and while he's up the hill, there's lightning and thunder, like it's a fireworks display and because it's so insane, all the people at the bottom of the hill are freaking out 
In fact, when Moses comes to them, tells them, okay, this is how you've got to live your life, they're like, okay, that's fine, but just don't ever let us have to be near God like that because we're so fearful. And Moses' response is simply this. In 2020, in Exodus 2020, once again, it says, don't be afraid. Moses says this, for God has come in this way to show you his awesome power. From now on, let your fear of him keep you from sinning. Notice he didn't say, don't sin or he'll smite you. He's just like, Notice how big God is. Notice how crazy powerful he is. May that inspire you to live a life that's better than a life that goes against God's principles. I think that's just a great incentive to understand the gravity, the magnificence, the greatness of who God is. Throughout my life, I've learned this. And when it comes down to following Jesus, I've talked about this over the last few weeks um, about just trying to do my very best in following the example of Jesus. Like, how did he treat people? How did he do life? What does he ask us to do? How do we actually go on through life? And if I'm doing that and I go on through life that way, I've got nothing to be fearful for. But I still have a positive and a good fear of God, knowing that everything that I have and everything that I do, God has control of. And it keeps me in check and it keeps me at peace. If you don't know God, if you don't know God like that and you are struggling to sleep and you're getting overwhelmed by the, the stuff that you see and you receive and you constantly taking in on social media and on the news and from your friends at your workplace or your mates at school and mum and dad and your auntie and your uncle, the conspiracy theorists, if you've just been overwhelmed by that, I want you to come back to the words of Isaiah. Come back to this. Trust in God. Don't think like everyone else. Don't get caught up in it all. Don't be afraid that, you know, things are going to leave you dead in the end. Simply fear God, trust him. And as he says in verse 14 of this passage, Isaiah 8, 14, it simply says this, He will keep you safe. This week, have a positive fear for the right things and be fearful for nothing else. That's all I have to say this week. Have a great Wednesday.